of Sincerely Me or welcome if this is your first time listening. My name is Khadija and I am your host. So last week we talked about um, my journey with borderline personality disorder in brief and I um, We talked a little bit about how to play an active role in your own recovery. And when I listened back, I felt like I didn't talk enough about emotional regulation um, and how this is a very important skill for anyone to learn, not people with BPD or just anyone with um, any kind of mental health struggle. But it's actually very essential for anyone, any human being to learn how to regulate their emotions. So, that being said, welcome to Emotional Regulation for Dummies. The first thing I learned in therapy was to pause. As a person with a borderline personality disorder, I have quite the tendency to be impulsive and once triggered, I have a very short fuse. So learning to pause was a big deal. It meant that I needed to learn how to contain myself and that's never been an easy task for me. A lot of people with or without any underlying mental health issues have trouble regulating their emotions and the first step I took towards emotional regulation was simply stopping myself and the goal was to stop myself from giving out one of my rash decisions to say or do something that I would regret like five minutes later. In order to do that, I needed to learn how to sleep on things. يعني أستنى على الحدثين يوم قبل ما أقرر once and for all أنا حاسة بإيه بجد أو أنا هتصرف إزاي في الموقف ده أو أنا هقول إيه أو هعمل إيه and so on في الأول طبعا ده كان mission impossible بالنسبة لي لو كنت عرفت أوقف نفسي ساعة واحدة ده كان بالنسبة لي إنجاز وقبل ما أتكلم عن الخطوات اللي أنا ابتديت بيها علشان أعرف self regulate خلينا نرجع خطوة لورا ونفهم أصلا يعني إيه emotional regulation So in 1998 an American psychologist named James Gross defined emotional regulation as the process by which individuals influence which emotions they have when they have them and how they experience and express their feelings ده معناه ان البروسس كلها بتاعت تنظيم عواطفنا او الايموشنال ريجيليشن دي بتعلمنا ازاي احنا نحس اللي احنا حاسينه وازاي نقويه ازاي نعبر عنه وازاي نسيطر عليه and this definition includes both negative and positive emotions عشان we usually only assume that negative emotions like sadness and anger are the ones that require regulation but sometimes Positive or extreme positive emotions like excitement can also be very overwhelming and lead to impulsive behavior and require regulation as well. So, 
basically what we're trying to achieve with emotional regulation is a state of total control on how any given situation will make us feel and how to properly respond in ways that will not add to our stress, fear, anxiety, or affect our emotional well-being in any way. دلوقتي بعد ما فهمنا يعني ايه تنظيم العواطف او يعني ايه emotional regulation عشان نبدأ بقى الرحلة بتاعت emotional regulation the first step is self-awareness ودي حاجة انا بقولها كتير عشان انا اكتشفت قد ايه I lacked any kind of self-awareness يعني in other words انا ما كنتش حاسه بنفسي خالص مش مستوعبه ومش قادره افهم ولا عندي وعي كافي ان انا اقول انا حاسه بكذا واقدر اديفاين او اقدر احدد الاحساس ده جاي منين It sounds very simple yet I had never really taken the time to understand it or apply it وهنا بيجي دور الباوز او ان احنا نوقف ثانيه ونلاحظ ايه الاحساس اللي احنا حاسينه ده قبل كده ما كانش فيه اي مساحه بين الاحساس اللي انا حاساه او اي مسافه بين الاحساس اللي انا حاساه وردود الفعل اللي حصلت بناء عليه Let's go back to the example that I gave you guys last week about my senior coworker being absolutely rude to me. So, this coworker was very rude to me and I felt offended. If I don't have enough self-awareness in that moment, When someone comes at me with offense, I will automatically opt for defense. And in turn, that is going to create an argument or a clash or a conflict. And who knows what the consequences or repercussions of that will be depending on how much it escalates. That is not to say that we don't have the right to defend ourselves because most of the time we will. But in the exact similar situation... When you activate your self-awareness, you will be able to understand and acknowledge that this co-worker was in fact rude and I am now offended. This makes me feel like I am incompetent, like I am not doing 110% in my job. كأني أنا مقصرة في حاجة أو أنا ما عنديش الكفاءة الكفاية أو إن هي بتغلط فيا أنا شخصياً. But... In reality, the context of the offense had nothing to do with the way I am working. It has nothing condemning the quality of my work. So this probably has nothing to do with my quality of work. It has everything to do with the lack of managerial efficiency of this said co-worker. بمعنى الكلام اللي أنا اتهاجمت بيه أو فلنفترض قلة الذوق اللي أنا واجهتها ما كانش فيها أي حاجة بتعبر عن إن أنا مش competent يعني إيه يعني ما عنديش كفاءة كفاية إن أنا أأدي الوظيفة بتاعتي أو إن أنا الوظيفة بتاعتي أو الطريقة اللي أنا بشتغل بيها أو مهامي في الوظيفة مش مؤداة على أكمل وجه هي ما قالتش كده ولكن هي كانت رود كانت Um, mean for some reason ولكن السياق بتاع الكلام ايا كان كان بايخ قد ايه ما كانش بيقول ان انا عامله حاجه وحشه في شغلي ولكن انا I was offended ووصل لي احساس ان انا مش عامله شغلي على اكمل وجه فبالتالي I felt like I was incompetent but when I 
was able to uh, be self-aware في اللحظة دي قدرت أستوعب إنه لا أنا عارفة كويس قوي إن أنا مش مقصرة في شغلي واللاش اوت من الشخص ده جايلي علشان الشخص ده نفسه مش عارف يمانج الشغل بطريقة اللي هي المزبوطة أو بطريقة efficient كفاية And because I was able to be self-aware in that exact situation I decided that I would not respond and that I would extract myself from the situation. And how amazing does that feel? That you were actually able to control your anger or your um, frustration or whatever it is you're feeling at the exact moment. And you were able to instead extract yourself entirely from the situation. When you're aware of your emotions, you understand the feeling that is controlling your mind right now. The example I gave you is a recent real life example. And two years ago, I would have thrown a fit. But now I understood that I was feeling angry and offended. And I realized that reacting to these negative emotions in that negatively charged environment would have only made things worse, really. If, if we're being honest, it would have made things worse for me and for everyone involved. So that's step one. Step one is pausing to be self-aware. Step number two is mindfulness. And I know I say this a lot. And it's because the most effective method of therapy for borderline personality disorder is cognitive behavioral therapy. Whatever that means. A huge part of it is mindfulness. So in this step, when you're being mindful, you're being aware of the world around you and not just yourself and this can help ground you in the present moment and guide your actions and reactions in any given situation so let's go back to my mean co-worker okay before I decided to extract myself from the situation I actually took a deep breath that brought me back to the present moment I took a long hard look at the sheet of papers in front of me and I felt my fist clenching around the pen that was in my hand. I realized that I was angry and no good would ever come of anger. So it's best to leave the room right now, Khadija. You have to leave the room right now. And let me tell you, it takes practice and it takes an effort to not allow your personality to get in the way because I am stubborn. And like I said, two years ago, I would not have left that room. Before I had said something, I would not have left that room before I'd thrown a fit. The least I would have done was cried in that exact room and caused the scene. <laughs> I mean, I would have caused the scene. So step number one is having self-awareness and step number two is mindfulness. So now that we are aware of ourselves and our emotions and we are aware of everything around us and we have been brought back to the present moment and we have grounded ourselves in this exact moment. Step number three, for me at least, is self-compassion. So that doesn't mean throwing a pity party for yourself. Like you don't have to sit down and actively feel sorry for yourself that you're angry or that you're sad or that you're depressed or that you're whatever it is you're feeling. But realize that it's fine to feel angry. Cut yourself some slack and applaud 
yourself for doing the right thing when you do the right thing despite your feelings. And that is major. And I want to say this again. That is major. (laughs) That you did the right thing despite the feelings that you were feeling. Because you were self-aware and because you were mindful in the reaction that you were going to take and that you actually took in a very annoying situation, you need to stop and allow yourself to feel angry, but also allow yourself to pat yourself on the back and say, good job today for managing and handling this situation with absolute grace. You're doing amazing. Step number four is to find emotional support from someone that you really trust, whether it's your therapist or your family or friends, whoever you trust and whoever you feel gives you the emotional support you need. Just make sure that these people will validate your emotional experience and will not judge you for how you chose to manage a situation because we're not going to get it right every single time and it's important to have a safe space to fall back on. ده معناه ايه اللي انا بقوله؟ معناه ان احنا لازم يكون عندنا سبورت سيستم كويس ناس بتدعمنا وناس قادره تسمع الكلام اللي احنا هنقوله وقادره تسمع ان احنا حسينا الاحساس واحد اتنين تلاته حسيت ان انا زعلانه حسيت ان انا متعصبه حسيت ان انا متضايقه قوي واقدر اقول للناس دي اللي انا حاساه والناس دي مش هتقول لي ايه التفاهه اللي انت حاسه بيها دي انت ليه يا بنتي حاسه كده انت ليه بتنكدي على نفسك لا الناس دي هتقول لي اه صراحه عندك حق انا لو مكانك كمان كنت هتعصب بس برافو عليكي ان انت اخدتي نفسك وطلعتي من الاوضه برافو عليكي ان انت ما ردتيش برافو عليكي ان انت قدرتي تتعاملي مع الموقف ده الناس دي ممكن تكون مش كتير في حياتنا بس لو حتى عندنا شخص واحد في حياتنا قادر ان هو يدينا الاموشنال سبورت الكافي اللي احنا محتاجينه في المواقف اللي زي دي it's very important to keep this person in our lives because في المواقف دي احنا محتاجين ان يكون حد بيقول لنا قد ايه احنا بنعمل progress في حياتنا وقد ايه احنا اه لينا حق ان احنا نحس واه قد ايه احنا عملنا حاجة كويسة بأن إحنا we did not react to the feelings that we were feeling to the bad feelings that we were feeling في الوقت اللي إحنا حصل فيه الموقف ده ومهمة قوي إن الناس دي ما تكونش بتحكم علينا ما يكونش الشخص اللي قدامي ده judgmental وأنا بحكي له على إيه بيرد عليا أو بصص لي بصة يحسسني إن هو بيحكم عليا إن قد إيه أنا عندي short fuse قد إيه أنا بتعصب بسهولة قد إيه حاجة بالنسبة له ممكن تبقى تافهة بس بالنسبة لي كبيرة فهو مستتفه الموضوع وبيبصلي كأني أنا يعني over من الآخر بأوفر في كل حاجة بعملها It's very important to have people that will not judge you and I, I gotta say this another time It's very important to have people that will validate your feelings and will not judge you for them and will not judge you for misbehaving in certain situations because like I said مش كل مرة في حياتنا هنعرف نتصرف التصرف الصح أوقات ممكن ما نعرفش إن إحنا نسيطر على عواطفنا أوقات we're not going to be able to self-regulate we're not going to be able to regulate our emotions in every single situation so It's very important that the people that give us emotional support are not judgmental. Step number five would be برضو حاجة محتاجة مجهود جامد قوي and it was the basic principle I needed to learn and that's changing the narrative. Which means 
We need to learn to change the story we keep telling ourselves. يعني إيه بالعربي اللي أنا بقوله ده changing the narrative means إن إحنا نغير الطريقة اللي إحنا بنحكي بيها القصص عن نفسنا لنفسنا. محتاجين نغير الطريقة اللي إحنا بنتكلم بيها مع نفسنا. نغير الطريقة اللي إحنا بنوصل بيها للconclusions المرعبة قوي عن نفسنا لنفسنا. يعني نغير الطريقة اللي إحنا بنتكلم بيها مع نفسنا. And this requires a major shift in our mindset. And maybe this doesn't necessarily apply to everyone, but for me, I'm still working on this, especially with my borderline personality disorder, because I have a very strange way of viewing my own self. And it takes immense effort to change. For example, gumlet أو حاجة أنا بقولها نفسي. I am such a failure because I didn't finish my master's in two and a half years like I had originally planned. أغير ده لحاجة تانية اللي هي مثلا I've accomplished and continue to accomplish so much alongside my master's journey and being a little late does not define my success. فيما معنى أديكو example ظريف اللي أنا لسه متزيادة بالإنجليش هقوله بالعربي. أنا محتاجة أغير الطريقة اللي أنا بتكلم فيها مع نفسي من مثلا هديكو إكزامبل أنا مقتنعة وبقول لنفسي ولحد دلوقتي في أيام أنا بعمل كده وأيام بقدر أن أنا أقلبها الحاجة كويسة أنا بقول لنفسي أن أنا فاشلة جدا أن أنا مخلصتش الماسترز بتاعي في سنتين ونص زي ما أنا كنت مخططة لما ابتديت أنا أول ما ابتديت الماسترز أنا كنت مخططة أن أنا هخش خلاص أنا هخلص كل حاجة على طول هموت نفسي سنتين ونص والماسترز ده هيكون خلص طبعا ده ما حصلش انا داخله في ربع سنه ان انا اغير ده ليه انه على فكره انت مش فاشله ولا حاجه انت في الثلاث اربع سنين اللي احنا داخلين فيهم دلوقتي دول حققتي حاجات كتير قوي تانية ملهاش علاقه بالماسترز جنب الماسترز اللي انت الحمد لله نجحتي فيه برضو وفاضل حاجه بسيطه و تخطيت حاجات كتير قوي في حياتي انا ما كنتش عارفه ان انا هقدر اتخطاها اصلا في في الكوكب كله في الحياه كلها اند ان انا اتاخر شويه في ان انا اخلص الماسترز وان انا اخد الشهاده بتاعه الماسترز ده مش بيحدد نجاحي او فشلي في الحياه مش بيحدد نجاحي او فشلي في المهنه مش بيحدد نجاحي او فشلي في الكارير باث بتاعي كله ودي حاجة صعبة جدا 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 ان الواحد يغيرها ان انا بدل ما افضل اجلد في زيتي بقول على نفسي فشلة 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 ان انا اغير الطريقة اللي انا بتكلم بيها او اغير الكونسبت اللي انا شايفة بيه نفسي او اغير the entire uh, state of identity that I have انا بوصل لمرحلة ان انا حاسة ان عندي identity crisis انا مش عارفة انا مين بالظبط ف it's a huge effort to change the narrative from something as negative as that to something as um, self-soothing and something that has some self-compassion like, hey, you're not actually a failure. You've accomplished a lot of things and you continue to accomplish a lot of things. And just because you're a little late doesn't mean you're an entire failure and it doesn't mean that your career is doomed. Now, all we need to do is apply this change in narrative to everything and it takes 
so much time it takes so much energy it takes so much effort and not every day will look great some days you'll believe the good and kind virgin and some days you'll believe the stories of your worst nightmares but what gets us through the day is that every day is a new beginning as cliche as that sounds and every day is a new opportunity to rise and try again And every day is a new chance to change the damn narrative. The entire process of emotional regulation is not something that we can achieve overnight. It's not something that we're going to do step one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, whatever steps you need to take to achieve emotional regulation. It's not something that we're just going to go through uh, one day or like a single week and ta-da, we are now able to self-regulate. We're now able to regulate our emotions. No, I really wish it was that easy, but I'm still working on it and I've started over two years ago i started this journey um i think late august 2020 and i had to start this while going through severe depression severe anxiety and i had finals um of i think it was uh, yeah it was the my second semester of masters and it was just hell on earth and it took me so much time to understand the things that I am saying in this episode and it took me so much time to start applying them and a lot of therapy and a lot of medication and a lot of crying and a lot of you know blood sweat and tears like they say and it's not just something that is magical it's not something that happens at the click of a button it's not something that's going to happen when you listen to this podcast it's not something that's going to happen when you read a lot of books it's not something that's going to happen when you do a lot of research it's only going to happen when you start actively applying it to your life every single day and give yourselves the break you need when you don't apply it or when you fuck up when you screw up when you don't do it the way you you meant to do it when you are not able to regulate your emotions every single time or in every given situation sometimes you're gonna blow up sometimes you're gonna say things that you don't mean sometimes you're gonna have to go up and apologize to the people that you hurt when you were not able to regulate your emotions and that's okay It takes a big person to apologize and own up to their mistakes. And when you understand that and cut yourself some slack, you'll be able to understand that not every day is meant to be perfect. Not every emotion is meant to be regulated. But in the larger sense, in the bigger picture, when you're able to regulate your emotions, you'll be able to live a better quality of life. May this be a very gentle eye-opening episode for you guys like it was for me when I sat down and researched this and reflected on my own healing journey. Let this be the message that you're waiting for to be kind to yourself just as much as you're kind to everyone else around you. Offer yourself the same amount of compassion that you give to everyone struggling around you. You deserve it more than anyone you know. You deserve it and you need to believe that. That was it for today, you guys. Um, I hope this was a very informative and very gentle episode. I hope 
that you have a wonderful week and and that you've liked listening to this episode if you have please share it with your loved ones share it with your family share it with someone that you know is struggling um, listen and re-listen whenever you want follow us on instagram and facebook at the sincerely me pod reach out to our email at sincerely me pod what, what did I just say? I mean, sincerelymepod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time. Sincerely me.